puff. Sip. children today. 
So I kindly picked up my phone at 5.30 a.m. and called into the call-out line and said I wouldn't be there. And I had a pretty enjoyable day. was able to, you know, really chill out all day long by myself, you know, just relaxing and do a little cleaning and relax some more. So pretty well rested, and I'm ready to get this thing rolling. Hopefully our guests will be on time this time. <laughs> I've made now, sure I've now. that in the text to uh, be on time. She'll be chiming in momentarily. Yep. Meanwhile, while we're waiting, don't want our our listeners and our supporters to forget the challenge that we have out there that we would like to reach by the end of January. We wanted uh, ten new voice comments or emails, and I believe we are nine away from our goal. So we yeah. need to, <laughs> we need you listeners to uh, help us meet that challenge. Just ten, you know, we ain't asking for four hundred or nothing like that. Just ten, just to say, hey, keep up the good work, let it go, comment, suggestions. I mean, it can be high. three simple words. Love the show. Or hi from Hate Denver. <laughs> hi in California. I would, that's, the hell? I would really love to know where everybody where? is located. Yep. And you know, actually, maybe I'll put. Um, there is a um, little widget that I could put on our page of the map, and as people, you know, stop past our page, they can uh, just simply push where they're at and whatever they're. Login logo is it'll show up on the map. That's one way we could track it. But you know, I'm gonna keep trying because eventually we gonna get, get to a point where we ain't gonna have time. It's gonna be like, damn, did we read all them emails? Right, and we, we gonna be like, who was that first cowboy? Y'all remember her? We gonna <laughs> oh, be like, do remember her? <laughs> we ain't never gonna forget old school. At yeah, this point, we ain't gonna forget Kawayala either. Um, KB and the kid, we ain't heard from y'all in a minute, but that's okay, you know, life gets busy and, you yeah, know, Pope and sip, well. Puff and Sip is not the priority, I'm sure, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's a fun outlet, so hopefully y'all can check back in with us, but I also want to give a special shout out to Talk Shoe, because when we had all these issues, we were pretty much convinced in the beginning that it was Talk Shoe's issue, and yeah. that they failed, their system failed. Well, we emailed the founder of TalkShoe. His name is Dave, Dave Nelson. That's how good this episode was. Yo, Dave emailed us back within 24, 48 hours. And we had not contacted an email. Person. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't a tech person or a little rep. It was the founder. The founder so of TalkShoe. So that Talk shows you he stands by his product. And he on the mission because I don't know if I ever had a founder respond. Never. Maybe some, <laughs> you know, high up archies, you know, but the top man, nah. <laughs> so I was impressed, and and we yeah. exchanged three or four rounds of emails. Yeah, so. it wasn't long, and he was up on it and investigated until he found out what was wrong because you know apparently this was something that he had never seen before. Yeah. And we were about to be the first case of an episode being lost, but. I think I'm going to shoot Dave back an email, tell him thank you, but also maybe they need to make, you know, those options or settings a little more visible 
Right. You know, some kind of flag that will go up while you're scheduling, you know, because they can have a lot of pop-ups, you know, like the little question marks. You just need to make it a little more clearer. Yeah. That's something that you would definitely miss. It wasn't obvious. Yep, you I know. agree. Just so, to give us some yeah. feedback. But, they, but he was great, so we couldn't ask for a better response um, and support from him. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm sipping on some eggnog, y'all. Tis the season. Have, have, have. Well, I'm uh, still sipping on Heine's, Heineken, the little lemon. Still got my tree, so I'm about ready. I'm I'm still in my little own spot in the bathroom. <laughs> Just sitting here reading these signs that say Cloud Walker and Sip. Why don't you explain? Why don't you explain the yes, sign? Yes, I can explain that very quickly. Well, as long as I need to. But okay, because you know, Sip and I are in separate rooms, so that I won't get the feedback and I won't be like listening to her live as opposed to listening through the phone. I posted my station in the bathroom. Mind you, I'm very comfortable. It's feeling like a little office right now. But on, you know, two pieces of notebook paper, on one paper I have Cloud Walker, and on the other paper I have Sip. And I have them hanging on the wall. And I, when I first was doing it, I guess Sip probably was like, what the hell is she doing? I went and got the little markers, got the little Sharpies. And, you know, I'm a visual learner. Once mm-hmm. I see it, I got it. So I needed to see everyone's screen name so that I won't, you know, call out their regular name, which I often do when me and Sip do our regular, uh, you know, regular podcast where we upload it, which, you know, gives us the liberty to edit and take out things that we don't want, you know, mistakes or whatever, too much space and, you know, me using real people's names, which I do constantly. A lot. <laughs> so... You know, when we did this this previously to live, you know, over the phone, not once did I slip up and say anyone's name is because I had their name, you know, their screen names right in front of me to see. So that's just a little tactic that I use to, and I might need to do it when we do our regular one so Sip doesn't have so much editing to do. That would be great. And, I mean, but I think sometimes your um, slip-ups are less, my name or names that you say frequently, but it's like um, names that you don't yeah, necessarily absolutely. expect. I don't know where they, like, yeah. When you were, yep. when you, you know, just accidentally, not accidentally, but just by chance bring up a story about your sister or, yeah. you know, Junior King situations or whatever, and then the names come up because Puff gets really, like, wrapped up in the story of telling things, which I think is great. <laughs> She'd be like having you feeling like you right there, and then of course to make it even more real, she gives you the real names and <laughs> social security numbers. I'm like, hold oh, on, hey, yo. <laughs> address, yeah, phone do. numbers. Yeah, but it's all good. So, and and we do have the ability to edit um, these live broadcasts, but obviously there's a, a, a few more steps involved to get yeah, so to get into. I'm yeah. trying to keep it straight so you don't have to do all that. All right. Where in the world is Cloudwalker? I've been here for like five minutes. Yo, what's people being here and not <laughs> saying nothing? All this eavesdropping that be going on. Hey. Hello. What's up, Cloudwalker? Hello, everybody. 
Once again, this is Puff and Sip Show. We have guests that's going to host tonight, Cloud Walker. We're going to try to do it all over again. Um, you have the liberty to ask whatever questions. you. I don't know if you want to mix up some of the previous questions with some new questions, however you choose to do it. Yes. We follow in your lead. All righty. Puff, Sip. Yeah. What about Cloud Walker? <laughs> <laughs> we promise we're recording this song because the way it I ain't gonna be able to do it again. I'm gonna just be tore up on the inside. No, no, no. It's gonna happen. I'm okay. Trying to, I'm trying to like conjure up the same energy as before. Yeah, it's like wow. You know, just gotta do what we gotta do. <laughs> oh. I'll start off with a, with a different question this time. Um, this question is about marriage. How do you envision your future together, and what do you want it to be like? Um, how do you see yourselves with each other in 5, 10, 20, 40 years from now? Wow. <laughs> go on, sip. Oh, man, got I got to go first. First on oh. that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's, a, that's a loaded joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and actually, some of these questions, like this one, might be things that we haven't really talked about before with one another. So <laughs> why not now? Okay. Um, um, I've, I've gone back and forth um, with the idea of marriage in the traditional sense with a woman or now with Puff because I wasn't sh- quite sure um, if it was something that I necessarily wanted to aspire to, you know, or if it was more about me just being in a committed relationship and not necessarily needing um, a marriage or a ceremony or something to solidify that. I don't, so I'm vacillated and I haven't thought about this in a while. Um, I can recall some earlier days with Puff and I when we first started running gay movies, and I remember Puff saying we we saw this one movie where this you know lesbian couple was um, preparing for their commitment ceremony, and they like walked down the aisle. They both had on like traditional poofy white gowns, and Puff was like, <laughs> Puff was like, they look ridiculous. <laughs> Because it was like because it was like they were trying to adhere to this traditional expectation, but it's they're they're not a traditional couple. So it was like, why don't you you know try to adapt it to be more of you know who you are or and less traditional and at least in appearance. So anyway, I kind of understood it, but it threw me off for a bit when she said it because I wasn't sure what she meant. But anyway. Um, but I fast forward several years, Puff and I, again, were watching something on TV. Now, this was like a documentary. It was like called Gay Weddings, and they aired it forever, just rerun like the same gay wedding episode. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. And they showed this, this lesbian couple. Um, I think one was, one woman was black. The other woman was like Hispanic, I believe. And then, you know, one of them had a son who was like a teenager, and they interviewed him, and they showed the commitment ceremony, and it was like this really nice, 
well done, you know, they were dressed up, but it wasn't like poofy white gowns, and they weren't like one in a tux, one in a dress. They were just like both dressed really nice, like in like nice pantsuits or something, and it was just very nice, and it was very small. And so I guess if, if I had my, I don't know, if I were to dream a bit, I <laughs> guess maybe I might want something like that at mm-hmm. some point in the future, but I really haven't thought about it much. I mean, I'm more about... I guess thinking more about just the relationship and trying to get that like and keep it um, in a healthy state and a happy state for both of us over the long term. You know, cohabitation comes into the picture as well as, you know, being out. But the commitment ceremony, I am a little iffy on. Not quite sure if I necessarily want it, but I don't feel like I'm missing anything because my straight friends that are married, most of those, um, I was very cursed. <laughs> Most of those people are miserable, and and not to bash, you know, <laughs> not to bash, but like I don't really feel like I'm missing anything from not having, you know, wasted thousands of dollars on, you know, a chance mm-hmm. that fifty percent of the time doesn't even work out anyway. So, mm-hmm. I, anyway, that was way too long of a response. Sorry. No response. <laughs> yep. Well, ahead, you know, of course, I have a different perspective because um, having went through the whole walking down the aisle, the whole marriage thing, um, even when I did get married, I didn't even want it on the large scale that it was. When um, when I first started talking about marriage, and and I really, I really had to get sold on the ideal of marriage. I I guess because you know what I had what I had seen and witnessed, it wasn't a good look. Marriage wasn't all that was cracked up to be, you know. So, you know, I had to be sold on it. And it, my whole wedding wasn't even that was my mom's. I guess her her ideal of what she wanted when she got married because it was this big old production that I didn't want. I wanted something very small, very intimate, and I wanted a large reception, like the party party part of it. But um, in terms of me and Sip and the whole marriage thing, um, honestly, have never really given it any thought. Um, but always thinking about living together and, of course, keeping the commitment going. I don't, I don't think I need all of that um, in terms of us getting married or whatever, you know, that however they're going to allow lesbians to commit to one another. You know, it's a big old political thing now, but um, honestly, unless it's something that um, weighs heavily on her, um, I don't think it would ever come come from me. As I, I totally agree with Sip, I think my main focus and concern is to keep the relationship happy um, for the both of us and healthy. And, you know, if I'm not totally, you know, knocking it down and saying no, but if at some point down the line, I don't know, we want a commitment ceremony or whatever, that's, you know, I'm open, but it's not something that I have to have. All right. Question? Huh? 
Next question? On to the next question? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I was watching um, Discovery Health, the Discovery Health channel the other day, and there was this, this big story on about a pregnant man, a man who was pregnant. And oh, actually, what I was see the story? Yeah. Okay. So um, in actuality, um, it wasn't again. I know. It was really a woman who took testosterone yeah. so she could, um, right. I guess, look more like a man. And this woman who she did, she looked very much so like a man um, as far as her outward appearance was concerned. She got pregnant through artificial insemination. And so then there was this big story about it being about her being a pregnant man. Well, really, she wasn't a man at all anyway. Right. Um, do you think... What do you think about that? Do you think that that she and her her girlfriend, her or wife, I don't know what they were, girlfriend, wife. Do you think they took it too far? Do you think there is a limit to to what people should and should not? Or do you think there's a limit? Do you think that? Was- um. All right. I, am I going first or are you going first? Um. <laughs> yeah, you go right again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Wow. Well, you're going to think that I'm trying to not answer the question, but this is truly my <laughs> response. Um, I um, I disagree with the sensationalism of it. I, I, I have a problem with them being interviewed um, and, you know, kind of exposing themselves and their children to, you know, all of that, like, and making so much money from it and making themselves, making like a spectacle of themselves. Um, But behind closed doors, people can do whatever they want to do as long as they're not hurting anyone. So if they were just a couple that were just doing their thing, I mean, the the guy, the woman who, or the, the man, whoever, who had the child is actually transgender. So born a woman, took testosterone, never had the surgery, um, but, you know, and obviously kept the organs with everything. So she was still biologically a woman, although she was like a hairy woman, essentially, and with a big big clitoris. I mean, that's honestly what she was, what she is. But she got her name, she was legally changed to a, a man because you can do that through your doctor once you take hormones and get some therapy. So I don't have a problem with people being transgender. I don't have a problem with people marrying someone um, and being transgender and having a life and having kids and, you know, doing what you got to do because I don't want somebody judging me, you know, with Puff and the king and all of that. But I have a problem with the whole, you know, you know, cover story of it all. That's, to me, a little ignorant. It's a little, like, rubs me the wrong way. It's like, look at us. Don't like it. So, anyway, that's my answer. Well, golly, geez. That whole story, I'm going to tell you, when it first came out, I was like, what the fuck? Just, like, I guess out of my ignorance and and not really understanding um, the whole um, transgender and um, 
it's just it's crazy to me. It's like, okay, you so badly want to be a man, but you hold on to the most intimate part of your womanhood. Like, that just is like major, just sounds like major confusion to me. And as adults, and not saying like, I, I guess being transgender, if he was going to go all the way, that's one thing to bring a child into that um, type of structure. But, like, this is, like, purely, like, it's just chaos. Like, how, what do you say to your, how do you explain it to the child? And, like, is he ever going to go fully to a man? Is he just going to keep having babies? Like, it's just, like, to each his own. I don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm so with sick. Like, this whole big media thing, like, I think it would be different if, you know, they were trying to be private about it. But it's like they they making millions, you know, they on every talk show, and I'm pregnant again. And I, it's, you know, it's crazy. It's, it's really crazy. It's, um, I don't understand it at all. Like, okay. Just for some clarity. He, go, go ahead. I'm just like, why he... Why he's still holding on to his womanhood? I don't know. That's that's my question. Just for clarity, what is the difference between a transgender and someone who actually does get a sex change? What would they be called if they actually got a sex change? Um, it would be post-op versus pre-op. So, um, you know, I guess technically the man that had the baby is a no-op. Because he had no, but I've never heard I've never heard that term before. But the, the terms that I've heard are pre-op, as in you still have yeah. all your organs, and then post-op, as in you've had the surgery. Okay. Yeah. So this doesn't count as one of my questions. This is totally hypothetical. Um, besides your viewpoints on the man, woman, woman who's <laughs> almost a man, had a baby. What if? Um, Puff, what if Sip said that she wanted to go that route? And Sip, what if Puff was like, you know, I kind of dig that. I want to do that too. What would you wait, do? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you, mean, you mean? Do you mean just if Sip just want to have a baby? No, or I mean, mean the whole, like Sip want to become a man. Everything and have a baby. let me say this. I love Sip. Oh, God knows I do. But I kill it dead now. <laughs> no, and all jokes aside, I'm sorry. I I I I didn't sign up for that at all. And I, I'm not gonna stop her from being whoever, whomever, whatever she wants to be. But on that, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bow out gracefully. I, yep. Um, I I don't I don't want a man, I don't want to be with a man, and I have a real um, the, the whole changing yourself, your body, your parts. Um, I guess because of my upbringing in the church, I like I'm I'm strongly against it. It's like to me, like whatever body you're in, that's what was meant to be. If you was meant, to, if I was meant to be a man. That's what I would have been born as. Since I, I wasn't, I'm a woman. No matter how 
if I decide to be hard and as masculine as as whatever, at the end of the day, underneath all that, I'm still a woman. So that whole me trying to change my sexuality and get body parts added on and no, I wasn't meant to be that way. So Sip gonna have to gonna have to work that one out on her own. Um you know, figure that all out by herself. I'm gonna have to me and little King I I can't. Sorry. Well, um, we agree and we don't agree a whole lot. Tough time, but we agree on this one. Kudos. I'm just to that. So, you know, and you will hear both things come out of my mouth in the same day, the same hour. People love who they love. So sometimes you fall in love with the person and not in love with the gender, so to speak. And I know that that's true for some people. But, you know, at the same time, you also have a preference in terms of your gender. So I think, you know, that's person-specific. But um, I don't, I don't have an interest in a man. Um, now, if Puff wanted to be, wanted to present herself more masculine, you know, maybe. But like in terms of actually um, having a surgery, removing body parts, you know, no, no, I am, I'm not having it. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, guys. Okay. Cutty talking downer. And I mean, and I don't even. I don't have a desire to like look like a man. I'm right. not a man, you know. Right. Yeah, a little, little, little rough around the edges, a little tomboyish there, but that's the extent of it. Cause right. don't get it twisted. Because at the end of the day, I could throw a skirt on in the same moment. And I'm just as fine with my femininity, so it's no, you know, desire to be a man. You know, like I ain't wearing man draws and <laughs> no, I'm a woman. <laughs> you know, and and I often say to no no disrespect to the my studs out there and thugs and all that, but baby, at the end of the day, and once every month, mm-hmm. oh, you be minded that you a woman. Don't mm-hmm. get it twisted. I don't care. You could wear a strap all day long, boxer shorts, whatever. Oh, oh, you gonna be reminded. A couple more count them days. It's coming. So at the end of the day you're a woman, so it is what it is. Right. Next. I totally have a sidebar a sidebar question. Sure. Yeah. And I know you like seriously you never you never wanted to be a man, you would never like really go and get sex changes and all that stuff. But was there ever any point growing up at all, any time, where you just wish that you were a male for any reason? Are you asking mm. both of us? Yes, both of you. Okay. Um, I can say um, probably so, although I don't remember specific situations. I remember specifically as a child wishing that I were white, but that's a separate show, right? Um, <laughs> because of the hair? Because of, I'm sorry? Was it because of the hair? Like it would be easier to get the hair done. Part, yeah. Part of it was the hair. Part of it was I was, you know, I was surrounded by white kids all day, and I got some weird messages about beauty at too young of an age. And I'm talking about I was first and second grade, so I was really, really young. But I remember it because I remember coming home to my mom and saying something, and she was kind of like, "Uh oh." 
what are we doing here? But, um, yeah, had, you know, and, and completely comfortable and proud of who I am now, but it was a long time. You know, it was a period of time in my elementary school. But I think that being the man, um, there's, there was probably a time where I wished that I had maybe more power in terms of um, access to opportunities, you know, that I saw some of the injustices around education and who got opportunities to go to certain schools or certain, you know, promotions. Um, I can't really say it was a deep-rooted, like, I wish I was a man, but it was, it was just very, I was very aware of the imbalances around gender and race. Is that it? Well, stranger things have happened because I'm about to agree with Sip again. I don't know what. It must go snow real hard tonight because we're going to be on agreement two times in one podcast. Um, I, too, I've, I've never had that deep, oh, my, I wish I was a man. But <clears throat> because I was active in sports, it was a lot of, we call a lot of times I wish, I guess I had the, um, I don't know, you know, it's it's a, it's a strength that they possess that women just just don't have. And, you know, watching them play basketball and, and, and baseball and then in terms of watching girls play basketball and baseball, you know, I've always wished like that. Hey, I, wish, I wish I could slam, you know, but not like, oh, I wish I was a man so I could slam, just being able to do things or mimic things that they did in, in the sports world. But other than that, negative. Okay. And the reason I ask is because sometimes I wish I was a man. And can you hear me? I was a boy. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Sometimes I wish I was a man. I, like, start feeling that Why way. is that? After I graduated college and I started working, and it's just like mm-hmm. a sit was saying, and you just see it's just so crazy, just the things that they get. Like, I could be talking to someone, I could be talking to a boss, and then a guy will walk up and he'll, like, completely turn from me and start talking, you know, do that handshake and start talking to him as if I wasn't never there. And so I always, every once in a while, just wish I was a man. Hey. And, but I think we, we, we're all basically saying the same thing. Yeah. There's a sense of uh, of power and 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 authority that, Men, men command and men have that we as women just don't have, and I guess it is at some points to be envied. Yeah. I think I might do and, an experiment. But then, you know, we have a whole lot of traits and characteristics that they just don't possess and they envy. So, really, it, it levels the potential. Oh, absolutely. Okay. This is because we're wired differently. We think very differently. We approach things very differently. And sometimes they do things better than we do, and sometimes we do things better than they do. I think we do things more often <laughs> than they do. And that's just me personally. I could be wrong. could be biased, but I only can see it from a woman's perspective because I'm a woman. <laughs> right, because I agree with you too, but it could just be because we're women. I mean... <laughs> All right, next question. This question is a little bit more serious. And that's this question because Puff and I, you know, we both work around children. So 
Um, I was listening to one of your podcasts, and you were both were basically saying that you had experiences um, that you were a lesbian or that you were different or attracted to not just men or something like that at very young ages, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or what I would consider to be, I don't know, I guess I would consider to be very young ages. Um, so knowing that, what do you feel about the school situation? Like have you ever, I know plus since you work in a school, have you ever recognized students that you were around going through that struggle of, trying to figure out what they were, what they liked as far as their sexuality was concerned, and did you see them going having a tough time with it, and if so, to what degree, and do you think schools should address the issue? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've, had, I've, I've, I've seen it in students over and over and time and time again. Um, actually had hands-on at my previous school, um, it was a it was a good little handful of of um, male and female, more so female than male, that was you know in that whole struggle with their sexuality. It was one that was it was no struggle was clearly um, out and classified herself as a lesbian and um you know the 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 student that was in the struggle. You know, I, I made myself readily available for her to talk, and she would talk to me a lot about, you know, her family situation. It was tough because family is in the church, and you know that whole that's a whole other struggle in itself. And um, a lot of times, I was just there to listen. Didn't really give an opinion. Didn't really give, you know, directions because I don't feel it's my place to tell someone else's child what to do in terms of his or her home, his or her sexuality. I think, you know, that's something that a parent needs to deal with. And I often would direct her to her parent and, and would, would hold conversations with the parent. And I know, you know, you know, she needs to talk to you. You know, it's some serious stuff. You know, just, you know, get yourself ready, get prepared. And, you know, the parent was open. And once the child went and talked, it was like, things, you know, pretty much worked itself out. So in all my dealings with it, it I, I guess I saw the positive side of it. I, didn't, I haven't yet to deal with, you know, any negative side of students and their sexuality and struggle with the parents and all of that. So I definitely see it where I work at now, absolutely, <laughs> all day long, <laughs> from little babies on up to the big ones, uh, and what- right, on, right on through to the staff. Uh-oh. <laughs> and when you say on to the staff, you mean like the staff who who are gay or lesbian or bisexual, or do you mean the staff where you see them struggling? Um, struggle and are in denial. I see. Huh. Now, sit. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah I, you know, I have a lot, a lot less experience. I don't know if a lot less makes any sense, but I have very little experience being in school settings outside of my own school experiences. I was in school for a long time, but um, so I'm a little disconnected from the kids today. Um, but I think that um, it's funny, I just shared with Puff a couple of days ago, 
I was reading online that in Milwaukee, they are in the last, final stages of um, opening a gay-friendly middle school that will serve kids grades 6, 7, and 8. And remember, Puff, I shared that with you, and yeah. she was kind of like, wow. You know, now I know that there are plenty of gay-friendly high schools, gay high schools, et cetera, whatever you call them. Um, I, you know, I'm a little on the fence about that because I think that there is, um, that parents should be, you know, kind of guiding their kids and not the school so much around some of this because some parents obviously don't want their kids learning about, too much about sexuality, like homosexuality at school. Um, but I think that every school should have, you know, gay-friendly guidance counselors, gay-friendly staff, you know, like you can still hire people that are going to be sensitive um, because kids need that kind of support. And, you know, because kids, you know, <laughs> we were all young once and, you know, we all had, I had very strange, intense female friendships. <laughs> and I didn't know that that would mean that I would become a lesbian. I just thought that meant I was just weird. But um, I didn't know at the time. But I had supportive people in school and then out of school as well to help me, you know, kind of keep a sense of myself. So I think that that's very important. Right. I'm sorry, Sid. You said you had very strange, intense female relationships, what do you mean? Friendships. Yeah, like, um, you know, you can, I had very, um, gosh, let's see, I had very strange friendships. <laughs> so, like, what I would, <laughs> I would befriend, a, uh, you know, a girl, and we would be, like, very quick, fast friends, be calling ourselves best friends within a couple weeks, and then there would be this break, emotional breakup that would really feel to me like, the breakup with a man or, you know, when I was dating guys, but it was with this girl that I was just friends with. Now, there was never any emotional, like never any touching of any romantic kind, never kissing, sex, none of that, but it was just intensely strong emotional bond, and I had a lot of them, especially in college. But I still didn't really understand that that meant that I was, like, feeling more than friendship for them. Only in retrospect do I understand that. So, okay. yeah, yep. <laughs> so when I think about especially like middle school girls and when they're friends and then they they have their little spats or whatever and they're no longer friends, I think they are like usually strong and emotional because like their friends are their world and everything at that point. Yep, yeah, I think you're right. Um, but I guess in retrospect, I see that there were things, especially in college, so I think in college, is when it got out of control and where, like, I'll never forget Kelly. There are a million Kellys in the world, so I can use her real name. Kelly and I were, like, tied. Freshman year of college, I mean, tied to each other. We we were in the same hall. We were across, you know, the hall from each other. We went everywhere together. And then she started to kind of spread her wings a bit, get more comfortable on campus, and stop wanting to, like, hang with me every second of the day, and I, I like, lost it. I cried. People were like, are you sure it's that serious? I mean, it was really intense. And then she tried to come back and apologize and say, you know, I, I didn't mean to diss you. I just meant to, like, <laughs> get some additional friends. Like, I'm just trying to, you know, get comfortable yeah. as a college student. And I didn't get it at all. 
and I never spoke to her again. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so in yeah, retrospect, yeah. I, I probably had a, I probably had a crush on Kelly. I was probably falling in love with her, but none of those terms, none of those words, would come to mind. It was just, well, you went to lunch without me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes, it is very. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kelly, if you missed me in. <laughs> uh, okay, so now on to uh, an area, a topic that I know, like, all straight people are just wondering about. Are there, like, secret codes? <laughs> what do you what mean? Do you mean? I don't know. There's, like, I know um, Puff and I were once talking about um, she saw someone at a, a club, a gay club, and they gave each other – she said the the bi smile. And so I was just wondering, are there any other codes? Like, are there, like, handshakes and, like, just the way you look at people or the way y'all, they do something? Is there, like, a word? Any um, of that? I, it's, I, it's not necessarily a word or, you know, a certain handshake. I definitely think there is a, a, a look or a, a smile that, you know, when you – when you see someone or meet someone, it, there sometimes there's a connection. But, I mean, I don't think I set out, like, oh, she just showed me the number six. That's the secret code. You know, it's, I've never, it's not that serious. It's not, at least I haven't encountered that. I don't know if it's out there. It may be. It's 2009. But I don't know about this code language or. I'm going to give you the code. I know the code. What's the code? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> okay, so, because I always just wanted to know, like, if I see a guy, I guess I can tell if he's he's gay. Actually, I'm not 100% sure, but I can, like, you know, kind of make an assumption. But I just don't know how to do it with women. Like, they're all just the same to me. And I remember, um, Puff and I, I remember there was two people that we um, worked with maybe a year or so ago. And, like, all this time, I guess the two people were – there were two ladies that were dating, and the whole time, like, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, and I they was were like, eating. how could you not know? Like, to me, it was so evident. It was like smack you upside your head clear. Like, it was no second guessing it, but she said she just didn't know. I was like, wow. But I'm just like, how How do you know? Like, how could, like, what would make you yeah, say, matter you Matter of fact, you've seen the one, the one that we ran, ran into in the club at Roy's. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, could you? How could you not know? <laughs> how could you know? Wow. I uh, I don't know what to say to that. Well, you know, I I used to ask this question of 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 gay people that I knew, um, before I was figuring like while I like I guess when I started to figure myself out, um, a bit, and I was like, well, how do you kind of freak them out, and what's gaydar and and the one gay friend that I had, he was a guy, um, he would say that it's really about the eye contact. There is something about the eye contact that two women or two men give one another that gives everything away. And I was kind of like, what? You know, but it, that, that was so true. <laughs> so that is so true. Like, I can... You know, I feel comfortable now. Like, if I look at a woman and I see her 
looking back, it's like, oh, no, she's not, she's straight. Or, hmm, she she might be. Or because there's something about the eye contact. It's wow. a little, it's sustained eye contact, but it's it's something else, too. It's kind of hard to explain. Wow. I wish I could see what you see. <laughs> there's something about the way that they look back that lets you know that they are gay or not gay. Wow. It's the length of time, but it's that's it. But beyond that, there might be something else, too, that I can't really articulate. But if you want to see it, you can. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't think I could. But, um, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, now sit. Okay. Wow. What if what if you were looking at someone and, you know, like you see someone and you're like, is that so-and-so? Like you're trying to figure out if you recognize them from somewhere, you know, from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Could that be mistaken as the look? Is that the look? Um, um, no, because the look, I think, has has less question in it. Yeah. Like when you're looking with, when you're looking to see if you recognize someone, you're like searching, like is you know for signs of recognition. But when you're looking at someone and sensing that you know that gay response, it's like a more steady, like I'm trying to look through you kind of look. Wow, I'm so lost right now. Okay, I'm totally do an experiment with that someday. <laughs> Next question. Um, okay, so the next question has something to do with uh, one of the questions I asked in our last The Lost podcast. <laughs> um, and the question was, um, let's go with what is your biggest fear about coming out about your sexuality for real? And um, I really wanted to to talk to Puff more about this. So, Puff, go ahead and give the same answer you gave before, but act like it's the first time you're giving it. Okay. Well, um, you know, I've been back and forth for a trillion times in your mind, you know, and I've been saying lately, you know, I'm, I'm ready to come out, I'm ready to come out. But um, my my biggest fear is, is not, my, not my family, not my little bit of friends, not coworkers, none of that, because those people, I feel like, you know, you can either take it or leave it. You know, if you choose not to, that's your business, that's your loss. But my, my biggest fear is uh, Junior King and, you know, not really knowing, you know, first what his, what his response would be and the fact that, you know, it's not just me. He has, you know, his dad, and I don't know how, you know, me fully coming out, you know, would, would play out. I don't know if that would be something he wouldn't be, you know, totally cool with and try to go for, you know, custody of, of Junior King. So my fear all lies right there. It's not, you know, Oh my God! What my mom going to think? What my sister going to think? You know what my coworkers? Because I could care less, and um, that's 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 my biggest fear. That's, so have you? Now let you me know. let me ask you this, Puff. If I could jump in for a quick minute, would you consider 
I have a feeling I don't know what your answer is, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Would you consider talking to Junior King's dad first about what you're going to, you know, about coming out and, you know, to kind of gauge his response before talking to Junior King about it to try to get him um, so that he's not surprised if he hears it from Junior King instead of from you? Um, probably not. I don't know. I never That's really thought about it. I never thought about it. But I don't know. Probably mm-hmm. not, but it's something to think about. Uh, so I think um, people who might have been in this situation should, you know, give you some, some tips or some strategies. Like, do you really think that your um, son's father will be, like, really, like, I don't know. I guess that shallow is what's really in my mind. I just want to say out. Um, and at this point, yeah, because there's actually recently has been some talk that his intention when Junior King gets about twelve or thirteen is that he's gonna come live with him, but he's like really sadly mistaken. Like, so the possibility. It's not far. It's not far fetched at all. It's it's a very real reality. Okay. All righty, and that was that's that. That's a little bit more um to that answer this time. Just you thought have some time to think about it. And we're gonna wish the best for you with that. Keep us updated, okay? Most certainly will. Okay. Our next question. Puff, I want you to look at Sip. And, oh, are y'all in the same room? Y'all are in the same room, are you? No, we're not in the no. same Well, Puff, I want you to envision Sip. Just put Sippy Sip Sip right in your head. You know, I like all this close your eyes and envision stuff. <laughs> I want oh, you to envision Puff. Just think about Puff. Just clear your mind to think nothing else but that woman that you love. Now, Puff. I want you to tell me, what are the things that you don't love so much about Sip? Oh, and Sip. I? <laughs> I want you to oh. be honest and tell me, what are the things that you not love so much about Puff? And, of course, I want to ask you the reverse of this question because I would not leave it on such a note, okay? So, um, I like go first. I think the thing that, that it's, and this is no secret to Sip, is when you know things get a little uh, little a little friction and maybe maybe argue a slight argument or a disagreement, and I am the person that not necessarily want to talk about it right then and there. I'm the person that's I'm just gonna be quiet for a minute, and I may come back to it a day or two days later, but you know let me deal with it when I'm ready. And SIP is that I want to talk about it right now, all the details, the questions, and keep pushing and pushing and pushing until, you know, she get what she wants. But by this time, I'm, like, super pissed off because I didn't feel like dealing with it. So that is the one thing that, like, you know, up on the top of the list. So um, what else? Well, 
You know, I don't know. Go ahead, you can get one sip. I, All right. I'll um, keep thinking. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're, we're kind of flip-flopping because I'm going to say the same thing about Puff, um, but the other way, obviously. So um, she is um, too quiet sometimes <laughs> when I know something is wrong, when I know something is really wrong. Like there have been times where, you know, she has been visibly upset and she will not tell me anything. And I'm like, can you write it down? Can you email me? I mean, we might be sitting right next to each other and send me a text message. You know, she just, she deals with it in a way that I find sometimes to be really unhealthy because she doesn't really get it out. And it's like, you know, unless she's maybe talking to others about it, but I don't think she is. Um, so that, it bothers me because I don't know how I can support her or help her, but it also concerns me because I know that it can be really, you know, really unhealthy um, to keep that stress and that upset bottled in. Um, and then sometimes, not all, but sometimes Puff comes around and maybe some time passes, not maybe, some time has to pass, and it could be a few hours, a few days, a week, whatever, and then she might, you know, um, tell me what was wrong. But in a lot of cases, and I think she's gotten better. I think she's gotten better with that, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, for the most part, she keeps stuff bottled in, and that really, yeah. <laughs> I never thought about um, when Puff gets like that. Getting her some coffee and some coffee cakes. Oh, is that what you uh, do? <laughs> he told me some coffee and coffee cakes, and I'm pissed off. I learned to just you, know, you got to. I learned to just ignore her. Yep, and let her um, curse someone else out. As long as it's well, not me. I don't be cussing nobody out. I don't mean with curses. No. Right. Oh, well, it's it's not even that she curses me out. I mean, because we don't really have those kinds of exchanges. But she just, it could be something totally unrelated to me. And a lot of times I'm, I'm guessing that that's what it is. It could be that she's just gotten off the phone with someone and she's visibly upset. And I'm like, you all right? Yeah. Like, you, are, you are lying, but you can't get no more out of her. And you, and the more that you try to probe and ask in that moment, the more shut down she'll get. So you can only ask about once, maybe twice, but then you got to back all the way out and maybe leave the room or, you know, change, you know, the scene some kind of way so that, you know, you're not appearing curious. But yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Let's try. Um, Puff, what do you love about Sip? And Sip, what do you love about Puff? Oh, wow. <laughs> one thing, I think the one thing that stays up at the top is she's like really selfless. I mean, um, just when I say, one hundred and 
plus 100% support, it's just like, and it just comes so natural. Like, it's all the, when I think of all the crazy drama and issues that I've dealt with in 2008 and just forever, like, she's always had my back, like, always. You about to cry? No, I'm not about to cry, but, like, <laughs> like always had my back. Like, even even when, like, when we wasn't together and it was, you know, those those times we wasn't together, like, I could pick up the phone, yo, such and such, I need to go to, um, uh, what's that hospital on Oyo Road? Everything, you know, I need to go to the hospital. She was right there, like, just always, like, never... Just never said no in a time of need, and that's like. Wait a minute, we're getting a bad audio here. We're getting what? Hello. Yeah, somebody. Hello. Somebody else is Hello. 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 Who's there? It's old school. Old school. I tried to get it. Am I causing an audio problem? Yeah. Okay, look, um, I'll, I'll get with y'all next time. Uh, sorry I missed y'all. I'll, I'll do it the other way next time. I'm, I'm through my PC now, but next time I'll, I'll do it through the phone. So okay. I'll keep on doing it, and, and I'll get with y'all next time. All right. All right. All right. Wow. Well, hey, right, that was old school. Once again, she chimes in. <laughs> Unfortunately, the sound wasn't good, so old school bailed out. She had to go. But thank you for stopping in and trying it anyway. Next time yeah. we'll all be on the phone, it'll be sounding better. And trust me, there will be a next time. Yes, yes. All right, now, where were we? Um, what do you love about Sippy? You were all about Oh, uh, uh, Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yo, for real. I'm like... I can't even think of a time like there is no time like in this whole stretch. So that's like speak that's priceless. Wow. Aww. Okay, Sip, your turn. <laughs> um I gotta pick one thing. Right. Aww, just gotta say a wall. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Just um, one. Just one. <laughs> I'm trying to turn this into a mush pod. Oh, you yeah, don't want to cry. I think everybody out there want to hear Puff cry. Just one. I'm not about to cry. <laughs> um, one thing, one one thing that I love about Puff is, um, I don't know. I think she's um, she's not an easy person to get. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of times when people meet her, they think she's like real tough and, you know, big and bad and, you know, will kick your ass if you like look, you know, look at it twice. But um, over these last 10 years, (laughs) she's been like, really sensitive, like surprisingly sensitive, you know, even even when things weren't always great between us, even when we weren't technically together, 
um, she's always really shown that she's care in ways that um, I didn't, you know, had never experienced. So she's really, really caring. She's very, very generous, um, and she's generous with her family. I mean, she is like the go-to person for all kinds of things. You know, you need a bouncer, call Puff. You need a shoulder crown, call Puff. You need somebody to cut somebody out, call Puff. (laughs) Need a few dollars, call Puff. Uh, (laughs) But she's just that go-to person. And it's like, and you can tell, I can see now that she has a, she, she sometimes have a hard time saying no. So then I remind her that, like, you got to take care of yourself, you know, say no, and it's okay to say no to people that you love the most because saying no is an act of self-care. So, um, but that's what I love about her most probably. I mean, I could name other things. I mean, we have a very strong bond um, emotionally, physically, sexually. Um, so, yeah, it all it all goes together. Oh, is time up? I think our time is up. Yes. Wow. I'll leave it on a beautiful beautiful note. Oh, love Philadelphia. (laughs) What did you say? I said, "Oh, sleep with Philadelphia." (laughs) Okay, I get it. I don't get it. You never saw Sleepless in Seattle? Yes. Oh, oh no, 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 I haven't. I've, I've heard of it, but I've never well, seen see, it. Well, see, that's the problem right there. Okay. Oh, you got to see that. Yeah. You got to go rent it and check it out. Yeah, uh, probably not. I'm not really into mushy stuff. I don't like romantic stuff like that, really. Well, it's funny romantic. It is. It is romantic. I don't like that stuff. I said it's, it's funny, though. It's funny romantic. Nah, I don't want funny. I want romantic. I want I, shoot them up, shoot them up, uh, action. Yo, you want triple X. My dream? My Russian <laughs> dream? Yeah. Okay. Let's cut this off. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I think we're going to do this again, and maybe we can yes, plan we to have old school, like, a part of it, you know, and plan our topic or what we're going to talk about, or maybe we just ask old school a whole bunch of questions. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all come in here with questions. That's <laughs> old school. For old, so old school, when you hear this, get ready, because we all <laughs> going to have our little notes, and we all going to ask you questions. So yeah. get ready. That sounds, oh, sounds good, good to me. All righty. Well, I'm going to finish my Hanigan. Thank what you, What time Claire is Walker. it? American Idol was on. Yeah, Idol Walker on. once again. Thank you. You've done you. a phenomenal job. Yes. Keep on jotting down because we, we, we want to make this a monthly series. Yes. So you got to, you know, keep doing what you do, so you're a part of it now, Cloud Walker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all want me to really You ain't ready. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. Y'all ask the questions. You're not ready. Trust me. All right, y'all. So we need a song. 
Um, we can put a song at the end. Do y'all have any suggestions? The first time ever I saw your face. That song. I love it. Whose song is that? That's for you and Sip. Which song is it? The first time ever I saw your face. All right, well, y'all work that out, and I'll just listen to it after we get on there. Hey, ride or die chick. You said somebody ride or die chick. That's it. I want to ride or die chick. Yeah, yeah, I want that song right there. I want to ride or die. Yeah, I want some gangster. Yeah, right there. We'll get the lovey dovey Joe on the next time. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thank y'all. Deuces. 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 <laughs> All right. All right. We're out. Hey, check the computer. Make sure this don't go off. Yes, ma'am. All right. I'm out. Bye. In the mall, got the brand new spring Prada shit in the fall. Don't matter what size panties fit in a small, and she don't got no problem hitting us all. And she said she got a man, but he in the feds, and she miss him so much that she pee in the bed. So you know I had a light in the raw, fighting the dogs, pushing the seat back, getting right in the fall. Make her use a fake credit card twice in the store. Might make you do it tomorrow. You trifling haul. Uh. I like the rock Ride or die, pulling the five, getting high with the Gucci frames over her eyes, sweet to the towel. Still won't fuck in the bands, cause she bought me a polo coat and a couple of Tim's. Doobie was wrapped, both in the movie with gats. Gave me head, cause the movie was whack. Word, toast in the crib, below in the fridge, she needed to work. I died, and that bitch gon' put weed in my hearse. Game to the death, tattooed my name on the neck. You don't wanna see me banging the left, hitting the gas. That bitch out the window popping, hitting your ass. Catch Holiday in the Holiday Inn With a bad bitch swallowing gin Word And if it got to do with money Count Holiday Inn With my ride or die bitch That'll body a man You don't like me as an artist She gon' body a fan I need a ride or die bitch Come on I like the rock Cheek.
don't look at me as she from the locks Look at me as that cat that gnaw the box Know about glocks, know about slinging them rocks Know about running from cops and switching up spots How to get rich, know about thugging a bitch Fuck em in the park, fuck a sweet at the Ritz They like that shit, and I don't gotta spend no checks Fuck diamonds, all they really want is rough ass sex And their name shouted out when I'm up at flex I get drunk with bitches that don't get drunk, don't get high Have them doing drive-bys, shit they never did Forgetting about their kids Mom's babysitting, ain't seen her in a week I'm a bad influence, the parents they hate shit I need a ride or die bitch that'll take this coke Out of town and come back and break down when I'm broke I need a ride or die bitch. Come on! I like to rock Prada suits in my 